We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney. Make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusion supply. See store or jcp.com for details. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Pack a Day podcast. The Thursday edition of the Pack a Day podcast is upon us. I am Jason Perrone, half of your crew here. You can find me on X slash Twitter at Jason Perrone. I also do the Quick Slants podcast over. At Game On Wisconsin, which has been on a bit of a hiatus since the Packer season has ended with me, as always, of Packer Report is Mark Eckel. And Mark, for the second week in a row, we recorded an original show, and now we are recording the second run of our show because some news <laughs> broke, which broke on the day that you asked it to break. It just came a little later in the day than we wanted. The Packers have a new defensive coordinator. Yes, they do. And like you said, we uh, I got what I wanted. I just didn't know I was getting it when I got it. We've, had, we've been... We tried to get things done, you know. We, you know, we didn't realize when we we taped the show. Uh, we're, this is Wednesday night now that that we're taping. We taped the show this morning, I guess, or late morning, early afternoon, and we had a guest, Elliot Shore Parks from the up in Philly, ninety four WIP, to talk about Denard Wilson, who was supposedly being interviewed by the Packers, but. That didn't happen, did it? Or if it happened, then he didn't get the job because, as you said, the Packers have a new defensive coordinator. Yes, Jeff Halfley has been hired as the Packers' new defensive coordinator. He was not a name that was mentioned amongst all the popular interviewees, the choices, most recently with Boston College. And a lot of the reaction on social media so far has been, what do we know about this guy? Because there isn't much that that was known outside of popular circles. So that's kind of what we're here to do is kind of start breaking down what we know about him and what we can find out. Yes, and from everything I've heard so far, I've, I've liked. Let me say this. I mean, the Packers are, I mean, if I was like, quote unquote, covering the Packers, I mean, I, I write about them for, for Packer Report, but I always I always make sure when a friend of mine or somebody says, oh, Mark covers the Packers. No, I don't cover the Packers. I covered the Eagles for 32 years. I write about the Packers now from home, and I'll give analysis, whatever. It's not, I don't cover them because people who cover them are there every day. 
the guys covering the team must be going nuts because the Packers, they, and they do this a lot. They do it with, with players, free agency. They do it sometimes with contract stuff. They don't tip their hand even a little bit. You know, I mean, over the weekend we were told that the, the guy from Denver, uh, Parker, Christian Parker, mm-hmm. was, was offered, it was getting the job. It was a done deal. Well, that didn't happen. Uh, that, then we were led to believe it's going to be one of the Baltimore Ravens assistants, whether it was going to be Zach Orr or Denard Wilson. You know, we were they were the names being pumped up. No one, nowhere, not the mainstream guys, not the the bloggers, not the national guy, nobody, nobody <laughs> mentioned Jeff Halfley until no. the story until it was done, and then the guy from from ESPN put it out first that that they had hired him. So. As a guy, if, if I was covering the team, like you know, if this happened when I was in Philly, I'd be like, "Damn, how did you know how did I, I?" And I'd be mad at myself and everything else. But looking at it from outside, like they're good. The Packers are good at hiding information. If they're as good as, let me say this: if Halfley's defense is as good as in disguising coverages as the Packers were at disguising his hiring. They're going to be pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, I would have to say so. And this kind of reminds me of remember when Julius Pepper signed with the Packers? And the yes. first we heard of it was when he was already standing on Lambeau Field, walking around the stadium with a, with a contract in his hand. Yeah. With a contract in his hand, yeah. Which is which is the pill. So the Packers have been doing this for a while, and they 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 are good at it. And and listen, I we have a lot to learn about Halfley and his defense and and all all of that other you know the, all the actual facts. Uh, of the whole situation. I don't know a whole lot about him right now, but uh, he's obviously somebody the Packers highly coveted. And when we look at, at uh, we, we talked a little before we started recording, there's uh, you know, from a, from a schematic standpoint, it's going to be interesting with the personnel the Packers have right now, because there was a lot of, a lot of four, three in his system. And the Packers obviously have been playing three, four, but We've got a lot of pieces, a lot of, a lot, you know, here we, here we once again talk about all the talent the Packers have on defense. And this is really going to, going to get challenged and tested here. Now, obviously, there's a draft and free agency and the Packers can add some pieces that maybe fit more in, into that mold and not to say more in, in, as in the players that they have right now don't. So when we look at the defense right now, Mark, kind of what we, we talked about before we started recording, let's kind of go through that front seven. And, and if it looks more like a four, three with the personnel, the Packers have right now, what does that mean? Or what does that, what does that look like? Well, to me, well, let me say first that from what I've gathered you know, the last hour or so going on, talk, and I'll know more. I'm going to have this, well, you'll ask me later what I'm going to have on Packer re- Report, but I'm, um, I have a connection to a guy that was on his staff at Boston College all four years that, that he was there. I'm going to get a hold of him and have him, have him tell me what kind of defense he thinks he's going to play and that, what, the way, the way, you know, how aggressive he's going to be or whatever. But from what I'm, from what I'm reading and hearing, he, everywhere he's been, he's been in a, he's been a four, three guy. Um, now he was in the NFL. I think this is the best of both worlds in that he has NFL experience. He was with both San Francisco and Cleveland as a defensive backs coach as recently as four years ago. Cause okay. he'd been at Boston college for four mm-hmm. years. Yep. He left San Francisco to go to Boston college. He was in Cleveland ironically under Mike Patton. So I guess he wasn't a three, four there. But then he went to San Francisco, worked with Matt LaFleur's brother, Mike, there. Who, and I guess that they became very good friends. And then he left He left the 49ers four years ago to become the, the head coach at, at Boston College, which mm-hmm. was a pretty good move up from being a defensive backs coach to a head coach in, in, a, in the ACC. He played a 4-3 at Boston. The Boston College's defenses have been very good. 
uh, the last four years. I mean, mm-hmm. Boston College certainly isn't a national power, but they've they've gone to three bowl games in four years. They they upset SMU this year in a bowl game. And he plays a fourth again. If he does what he's if he does in Green Bay what he's done most of his career, the Packers will play a four three. They'll play press man coverage. That's what almost without a doubt because he has a there's a whole story about him. There maybe it's on the Boston College website, whatever, on why he plays press man and the advantages of playing. So he's a he's a diehard press man coverage. So we're not going to see Jair or and Stokes or Valentine lined up playing. off this TV no. screen. No, exactly. <laughs> not gonna, they're not going to be in 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 Appleton covering. They're going to be up on the band. So yeah. so yeah, they'll, it's press man. And he plays a single high safety who, you know, Rome's plays like a, a center field type, which I like that too. So I like the things that he he's done uh, for defense. I like aggressive. I like, I, I always like the four, three better than three, four. And I like a single high safety look instead of, instead of the double, you know, the cover two or whatever they call it. So with that said, can this Packer defense transform into a four, three? I say, yes, I say very easily. Okay. So, then let's let's you know yeah so we 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 got the ends there now we get back into the debate about now I guess we don't have to worry about actually we we get out of Matt Lafleur having to explain three four and down linemen <laughs> now we've you right. know if it's if it's a four three and the interesting thing too is is that obviously a year ago when when the Packers drafted Lucas Van Ness for example they did not do so with the idea that oh well, we're going to fire Joe Barry in a year and we're going to move him into a a four three scheme so he had his hand in the dirt at at Iowa. Yeah. And now here we are potentially converting this defense and he's got a little bit of experience there. So that's helpful. Rashawn Gary's a football player all the way through and through. He's a, he's, you know, gam, a grown ass man, as they say. And so he'll be, he'll do whatever he's asked to do and he'll be, he'll be fine and he'll do it well and he'll work hard at it too. I, well, had, the big thing I'm going to look at, and before you do jump in, the big thing I'm going to look for here, cause I don't know much about this, this guy, Mark, for me is, and we won't get evidence of it until the Packers actually start practicing is, is the vibe and how the players take to him. Sure. And we don't, we have no idea how that'll work, but like I said, well, I'll, I'll know more tomorrow when I, when I talk to Stephen Shimko, who was, like I said, on, on his staff off, Stephen actually left Seattle. He was, um, I forget what his, what his tight, was tight ends or something. I forget what his, what he coached at Seattle. But he left. He left the NFL to go work with this guy at BC. So there's that's something to be said for that. And I'm, so I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to him and getting a lot more information about Halfley. But if, getting back to the, the Packers personnel, yeah, I mean, Ga- I I assume you know I'm just, this is just my guessing here, but I think it's educated guessing. Yeah, Gary and Van Ness will be your ends. Gary Gary played with his hand on the ground as an end at Michigan all those years. You know, the Packers made him into a stand-up 3-4 guy. Yep. So I like those ends. Inside, you got a, a plethora. You have you have Kenny Clark and Devontae Wyatt in, you know, to play inside with TJ Slayton as a, you know, your run-stopping backup, and then Carl Brooks as your inside pass rusher. So you're pretty deep there at defensive tackle. Kobe Wooden, I think, will, will be – he was a backup tackle or backup inside guy in the 3-4 for the, for the Packers. He'll be a backup end. He'll be Van, Van Ness's – uh, back up, and I guess it, when when healthy, Kingsley Engabar will will be the um, will be Gary's backup because he played with his hand on the ground in South Carolina. So they have guys. Most of their players came out of fourth, you know, college four three defenses. So it's not. So your point is they don't have to reinvent the wheel. Not at all. Which is I good. think they're going to be. 
I think they're putting guys back where they belong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, and and that again, credit to Brian Gutekunst for for drafting versatile defensive players because yeah. again, he doesn't go into it saying, "Hey, we're going to fire Joe Barry in a year, or we're going to fire Joe Barry yeah. in two years." So, well, that's fine. You know, these guys will play in a four three. Like, obviously, you don't want that to happen, but. Goody, that's his thing. And he does it on the offensive line too. Versatile, versatility, versatility athletes. And this is one of the reasons why you do stuff like that is if you have to pivot then and pivot for my friends crew out there that are, you know, friends watchers when the show is on TV, then you you do that. And this is one of the reasons why it gives you that that flexibility. Now, again, I'm still a little bit stung from the fact that Barry didn't work out. And then we know he was his defenses were disappointing. And there's a reason why he's not the defensive coordinator for the Packers anymore. And those teams of the past, those seasons are gone. You can't get them back. Like they're not going to, they're not going to the Super Bowl. They missed that opportunity. So you'll have to forgive me if I'm not. And I won't say that I'm obviously not overwhelmed by the, the Hathley hire. I wouldn't say that I'm underwhelmed because I don't, I don't know him you know I guess you know maybe I would be more underwhelmed than than not I'm just whelmed at this point has anybody ever used that word mark whelmed I'm not sure without like- under or over I'm just whelmed so at this point I hope that I move to the over side of the equation because I'm just so taken aback by how well he's doing on this team and I'm really excited to learn more about his relationship with the Packers how his interviews went went why they sought him out, how long this this history goes back to. Like you said, he's spent some time in the in the NFL. One of my first, first reactions, because we're recording this just, I mean, not even two hours after the news broke. My One of my first reactions was, okay, I really would have preferred that they hired somebody who was currently in the NFL. Now, you already talked about the best of both worlds thing, and I think there's something to that there. But that's that was kind of my preference. But as I might like a lot of other people, when names get thrown out there and we keep hearing the same names over and over again, we kind of get enthralled with some of those candidates. And it's like, wow, I could really get into having somebody with some juice walking around the, you know, like Denard Wilson. We 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 were supposed to talk about him. And yeah, we had Elliot Shore Parks on and it was a great conversation uh, for, for those <laughs> hey, that no want to know how that no went. One no one, no one will ever hear it. Yeah, it was it was a great conversation. And, and I think he, you know, he would have been done some good things for the Packers, too. But we get we get stuck on those names to where if it's not that person or someone else's name comes up, then we, we are, are surprised. But like you said, the Packers, you know, kept it, kept it really tight. There was that report that came out over the weekend about Christian Parker. That obviously did not prove to be true and not a peep from the beat writers. And and you already covered that at the top of the show here too. And so now we just kind of sit back and, and see what, what comes of it. But Given, uh, I, I guess, how do I frame this question here, Mark? Because given the way Matt LaFleur has constructed his staff since he came in in 2019 on both the offensive and defensive side of the ball, does he have enough credibility with you to where you feel like, you know, half his, the facts about him aside, that you feel confident that this was vetted well and that they made a good decision? Hey, friends. I'm sure you're all familiar with some of the hassles of finding game tickets at a reasonable price without all the headaches that go along with it. I've been on a bit of a roll lately as I went through one ticketing service that never sent me the tickets and I had to panically try to get a hold of somebody the day of the game. I had another service that didn't allow me to transfer tickets. So when I could no longer go to the Wisconsin Iowa game, transferring the tickets was extremely difficult. It was just all so frustrating. That was until I found GameTime. GameTime is so easy to use with a low price guarantee, event cancellation protection, easy to find tickets, and an even easier to use app. 
Game Time is the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds and they are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through emails and have those same panicky moments that I did the day of a game. So next time you're buying tickets, make sure you snag them using Game Time, stress-free. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Packaday for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Packaday for $20 off. Oh, and Game Time is also a great way to buy tickets for a holiday gift. Just make sure to use code Packaday. Download Game Time today, last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Hey there. I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet? Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Pick's favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. I've had so much fun making Prize Picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I do. Not because of the floor. Because like I said, you know, Damari was a swing and a miss. Mo Drayton was a big swing and a miss as a special teams, you know. So, you know, I'm, I'm giving LaFleur maybe more credit than he deserves. But I just, I like to hire because I like, I, I, I like what I know about this guy. I don't know everything I've learned so far. I like, I, I like the kind of defense he plays. I like that he has both NFL experience and head coaching. So he's, he's dealt with, if you look at him in, like, if he's going to be the head coach of the defense, which is kind of what he's going to be, because Lafleur kind of lets his defense coordinator, you know, have have control of of that side of the ball. Well, this guy's been in, in control of the team for four years and did okay with it. Put it this way: the guy that Packer fans or Wisconsin Packer fans, I should say, were in love with and wanted they wanted him three years ago. They wanted him again. Is Jim Leonard right? Everybody wanted Jim Jim Leonard to be the right. Packers. 
this they almost got him, and they almost got him. Well, this guy's better than Jim Leonard. Or more qual- I shouldn't say better because we don't know yet, and we don't know what Leonard will, would do, but he's certainly more qualified. I mean, Leonard has no – Leonard was just Wisconsin's defensive coordinator, right? Correct. He played in a long time, but he right. – I mean, you know, and then he was, a, he was the interim head coach at Wisconsin and failed. Yeah. This guy did okay. I mean, Boston like, – like I saw say again, don't nobody ever confuses Boston College with Ohio State or Michigan. <laughs> right. They, they're not on that level. But he brought them up a level. They were – if I remember correctly, when when he got to Boston College, they were god awful. I mean, they were like the bottom of the ACC. I mean, they were like, yeah, they were like, you know, one in whatever. Well, he took them, like I said, he took them to three bowl games in four four years, and 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 beat SMU this beat top twenty five ranked SMU this year in a bowl game. So he's had, you know, modest success as a head coach on the college level, and he, you know, he coached in the NFL at two different places with some good coaches. Right. Yeah. And, it, and he's only 44. Right. Yeah. The, the youth piece, we talked about that, the youth and injecting some life and energy and new ideas and fresh ideas and all that. I think that's that box is definitely checked here. So we get that. And now we just have to see how the players respond. Again, like I said, the players respond to it when you listen to I've just listened to a few of his, his interviews. You listen to him speak. This is somebody who is very, very football aware I guess I'll use the term there he's he's very very into it and and one of the reasons why he apparently is coming to the NFL is because NIL and the recruiting piece there took away so much time that he didn't he's just he's not coaching as much as he wanted to now as a coordinator you're not working as hands-on with all of your position players although who knows maybe he will be I've seen some other guys do that where you know I love to see the guy walking through the stretch line and dapping up guys and high-fiving them, shaking hands and getting, you know, getting getting close with his players, even though he's not their position coach, because that just creates a culture of trust. And then you believe in what the guy's doing. And as they say, you run through a brick wall for him. And that's what we want all the Packers to to do for their defensive coordinator, because, you know, for for once, I, I think it was once again, I, I keep mentioning William Tausch, but it's a great show. And they bring up some really good points. But uh, there was a, a point that was made there where, it's like it would be nice if the defense could just lock it down for one time and, and the offense could do their piece, but the defense could come on, lock it down. You know they're going to take care of it. They're going to shut the game down and end it there and that you don't have to rely on Jordan Love getting the ball back with one minute left and having to drive 70 yards to kick a field goal or score a touchdown. And so that's the biggest thing is can this, and it's a rhetorical question because no one knows the answer, can, can Halfley be that guy that can get this defense to finally perform to that level to where it's like, hey, we got a maestro on offense here. We got an offense that's up and coming and ascending. If they stay healthy, the sky is the limit for them. We know they're going to score a bunch of points. And finally, a defense that we know is going to go out there and give offenses hell. And if they score on them, then it's a big deal. But more likely than not, they won't. No, I, yeah, I, uh, I hope everything you said is what happens. And again, we won't know. Just as we said when we did our, our show prior to this, about Denard Wilson or or Christian Parker or any of the you don't know. Just like you don't know when you're hiring a head coach. Like the Seattle Seahawks earlier today hired Mike McDonald to be their head coach. He was a very good coordinator in Baltimore. Excellent defense coordinator. Earned the right to become a head coach. That doesn't mean he's going to be a good head coach in Seattle. He may be. I mean if you're if, if I was a Seattle fan, I'd be happy about this hire. I'd say, hey, this guy was a real good coordinator. Hopefully he'll come here and, you know, but we don't know. I mean, he, 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 there's been several good coordinators 
who have failed as Bud Carson going way, way back in the day. Bud Carson was one of the best defensive coordinators I've ever been around. He was bad as head coach. It just it wasn't, didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You know, it's happened on both sides of the ball. There's been some very good offense coordinators who didn't work out as head coaches. And the same, like I said before, there's very good position coaches, you know, who've become coordinators and they, that didn't work out because they were only good at their one. They were good at being a linebacker. Joe Barry is a good linebacker coach. I don't think you'd find anybody to tell you that Joe Barry wasn't a good linebacker coach, but he wasn't a very good defensive coordinator for whatever, you know, whatever reasons. Um, so you don't know until the guy actually does it. Now, what I like about Hasley is he has kind of done it as, and again, it's on a college level, but he has, he has more experience of all the guys that, that, that were rumored. And I'll throw Leonard in that mix too. Of all the guys that people talked about, he has, he has a, he has the NFL experience. He has a, just as much experience in the NFL as as Parker and um, Wilson. You know, he was a D backs coach just like they were or are. But he also has, has he has head coaching experience, which none of them have. I guess Staley. I guess the only other guy that would have the same experience would be Brandon Staley. But I don't think anybody really wanted him because of the way things ha- ended for him and went to Chargers. I shouldn't say nobody, but the, the fan reaction wasn't very positive about the Packers hiring Brandon Staley. I like the hire. I mean, again, it came out of nowhere, so it, it took me a, a, an adjustment period to say, they hired who? Wait. <laughs> yeah. You know, because, again, we're, we were talking so much about Parker and Wilson and Orr and, who, you know, whoever else that it just came out, you know. And, again, it's not that's not it's not the, the Packers – Again, I give them, I kind of give them credit for keeping this under the under wraps, and maybe part of it was, you know, they didn't want word leaking out for 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 Halfley's sake, because you know they, he has, he wanted to tell his kid he didn't want his, the players at Boston College to read about this on on X or on you know some Packer blog or something. That's a good point. You know, he's a he. They probably wanted to give him time to tell his kids that he's leaving yeah that's a really good point there too and it's and it's a little bit of a different thing in college you know because because you have nil and get kids transfer and there's a lot more of that that goes on now but more often than not you have these kids that, that come in and they're they're choosing to go to school there because of you they they right. might have they might have opted to play there because of you specifically it might not have been the head coach it might be the defensive coordinator it could be the offensive coordinator all those those kind of things have to be sensitive to that too. And the Packers are an upstanding organization. Obviously, I'm biased, so I can you know I say that, but they've got a track record of proving it too. And so I think they they went about it and did everything the right way. They've got their guy in place now. He's in place early enough that and on our first run we talked about how because you had asked me with regards to the interviewing, who else do you think was in the room earlier on the yeah. on the first run show? And and I said you know honestly I don't know who was in the room, but I would I would be more willing than not to bet somebody else was in the room and and um, your your thought was maybe it was Brian Gutekunst or Mark Murphy. I said Brian Gutekunst would obviously make a lot of sense. It makes a lot more sense now than it did five hours ago when we were when it, where that was that we recorded our first run because Brian Gute, you know, he may need to shift a little bit and I'm sure he's probably already thought of this too before they made the hire and, and knows that it's possible, but shift a little bit of, of how they're going to acquire talent because this is a, obviously going to be a different defense than the one they've been in the last three years. Oh, probably. I mean, again, we don't know. He might. This guy might say, "Hey, no, the Packers play three four. I'm okay keeping him in a three four. Mm-hmm. But, oh, I mean, from everything I've read, they're not going to play soft zone. That I can almost guarantee you from everything I've read about him and heard about him. And like I said, I'll, I'll know more tomorrow after I talk to a guy that's been that's been been with him for four years. But um, they're going to play press man. 
I don't know. They can line up in a 3-4-4-3-2-5-5-2-6-1. I don't know. They can do it, but they're going to play press man. That I can almost guarantee you, which I think most Packer followers will be happy to see after watching offenses, you know, on third and five gain six yards because the corner was playing eight yards off. You know? Yeah, I, I think that'll be a I think that'll be a positive. Yes. So, yeah, yeah no, I'm, I, I, I think again, I'm, not, I, I, I'm not overwhelmed either, but I'm 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 pleased. I think I think this could be a good hire. I think it was a I just like what he brings to the table. I, I like his if, if what I'm hearing is true, the press man, the single high safety, the, the four three. I like all that. And I like that he has experience both in the NFL with with a good team in San Francisco. And then that he, he did a pretty good job. And Boston, Boston College's defense was their strength. Mm-hmm. I mean, good they, I they he had good, yeah, rankings. Very, good rankings. Yes. I mean, you know, they weren't, a, they weren't certainly weren't a power, but they did go to three ball games and they, but they're, they were better on defense and offense. So this guy's the pack. He's not coming here to be the Packers head coach. He's coming here to be their defense coordinator. His defenses were very coordinated <laughs> at Boston College. That and would, he's a Jersey guy. I got to like that about him. He's from New, he's from North Jersey. There you go. Just another. So so you sound like you are in my camp right now. You're at least whelmed with the potential to be overwhelmed if he does well. Yeah. You're I, not again, underwhelmed. I'm, I'm not at all. I'm not <laughs> underwhelmed at, at, in the least. And um, I was, again, the, the, the surprise factor. And like you said, it's only been a – we just heard about it not too long ago. I, I, I texted you. You were at work, I think. And I said, uh-oh. They, they got us again. Well, at first, when it, when you texted me at first, I thought that there was a report that had come out that the Packers wanted someone else and they, they, did. didn't, they didn't get him. And so they hired because that's kind of what happened last time. They wanted Jim Leonard. Jim Leonard said, no, they hired Joe Barry. And so I didn't even I didn't even consider you were talking about, hey, we just recorded a phenomenal episode with a great guest <laughs> a few hours ago and we have to scrap it now. And, Andy, yeah. you know, Andy reached out to and, and was like, hey, we have to pivot here. Obviously, you know, we have to make make the, right. the news timely. And I'm glad we were able to, to come together and at least put this together. It's, it's obviously a much shorter version of the show than we usually <laughs> do. But with the limited information that we have, at least we wanted to put something out there and give everybody some thoughts and some nuggets to digest as you're learning more about Halfley and who he's going to be for the Packers. I think as we, and it is often the case here too, the Packers have a, a very long-standing uh, track record of success here. And I think the more that we learn and the more that comes out now that the beat writers and the reporters will start doing stories on him, looking up some past stuff and, and finding some cool nuggets. And we'll start seeing some clips of his defenses and some great plays that were made. I think we'll, you know, a week from now, two weeks from now, and then mini camp start, I think we'll all be on board and excited about it and, and saying, Hey, this is a new look. This is a new vibe, a new attitude. And this defense can can go do some really good things. And hey, if if Eric Stokes, for example, you know, maybe this rejuvenates his career a little bit too. Like, you know, he he gets up and plays press more and instead of playing mm-hmm. back and and um I, I think uh Peter Bukowski Right, yeah, and very much so. And and Peter Bukowski and Lockdown Packers, you know, is and this was before the Halfley hire came out too, but just said, Hey, depending on what kind of things the Packers can end up doing with personnel with regarding who they hire Maybe you you can you can move some guys around. You don't have pure safeties right now, but is Keyshawn Nixon a better safety? Uh, well, not I'd obviously, in a, you know, and, and so some of those things, you know, where we'll, we'll get some clarity on on those things and whether or not those become options for Green Bay as well. But they've got uh, Mark. Let's not forget the Packers actually have one of the, the highest draft capital, uh, you know, their their top picks coming into this draft. I mean, I know they don't pick high in the first round, but if you look at their overall draft value, they've they've got you know, they've got some of the highest ammo 
coming oh, yes. in and they're they're no longer in rebuild you know it's just a, it's a reload and i think they've got a, an opportunity to reload and if that young talent can do something similar to what this year's group and last year's group did 2024 is is starting to look pretty cool oh you, packer fans should be very excited about 2024 now um again let's see what they draft but they like you yeah they have i mean they have five picks in the first 90 so that's that's pretty good mm-hmm. very good and then they and they also have some they have some uh, from what i'm hearing in terms of with the comp picks come out they're going to get an extra five six and seven so that's going to give them what six uh, six more picks mm-hmm. on 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 day three where they've done very well i mean you you look over the last couple of drafts what they've guys they've gotten on the on the fourth fifth sixth seventh round you, you're, you're talking about zach tom and and romeo dobbs and Carl Brooks and and Colby Wooten and uh, Rasheed Walker and Carrington Valentine. That's some pretty good players that they got on 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 day three. And I'm probably leaving a couple. Oh, the backup quarterback Sean Clifford. Who, you know, he didn't play, but he made the team. He's a backup quarterback. So they've they've done okay with those day three picks, and and they should have, you know, plus the the five they have in the first three rounds. So yeah, and they can do a lot. You know, Goody can do some moving around now too. With all that ammunition, he can you know package picks and move up or move back and get some he's got a lot it's going to be a fun draft yes no it definitely is definitely is looking forward to it and and we'll talk more about that as we move into draft season here mark and i will both be on and depending on the assignments and what it the way it falls every week we'll we'll break down some draft uh draft stuff and talk about how they'll fit in to this defense as we learn more about it and that's just something else that's fun to watch as we it was it kind of got to the end of the season where it was like I want to watch the offense and just watch them work and cook. It's brand new and and they found success. Like it would it, it'll be nice to go out there and say, hey, I, I think this you know defense could really blow up this play or or maybe they get more turnovers and some of the other good things that they didn't do as much of in 2023 happen next year moving forward. It obviously needed a culture shift and an attitude shift and here we are. It's Jeff Halfley's defense to run and now we'll see what the rest of the staff looks like and everything else moving forward. So any final thoughts, Mark, and is this going to, are you going to put something up on Packer report regarding this or what's up now or what's coming up? I I mentioned earlier, I'm I'm going to talk to Steve Shimko, um, who I know a little bit, another Jersey guy who has been on, who's who's been on Halfley staff for all, I think all four years that that he's been at BC. So I'm I'm going to, I'll get his impressions and I'm sure he'll, he'll he'll be able to fill me in on uh, the kind of coach he is and what kind of, what kind of schemes we can expect to see and what kind of a defensive philosophy he'll, he'll bring to the Packers. Yeah. I had to kill, just like we killed our podcast, I <laughs> had to kill my Denard Wilson story that I had ready to go tomorrow. Yeah, pivot, pivot and flexibility is the name of the game. But now that we know who the defensive coordinator is, I think the rest of the news will fall into place a little bit more uh, quietly, I guess, as they say. Although, who knows? We'll we'll see if they make any kind of a splash in free agency or in the draft or anything like that. You know, anything is possible. The Packers, and we definitely won't know anything about it because they'll keep it all under wraps. But They're good. Yeah, they uh, they did they did do a great job, but I'm glad we were able to come together and uh, put this one out there for you. I'm sure there's been a ton of content on on Halfley, so hope you enjoyed the uh, the ride here on the Thursday edition of the Pack a Day podcast. We will be back at it again next week. Thanks everybody, appreciate it. Hope your week is winding down well. Winter is treating you okay wherever you're at, and as always, go Pack go.
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.